Angel. We have survived six and years. And we had an anniversary last week. Yes, we did. And we had these wonderful people around here. Our engineer, Tommy Van, the Get Out the Vote Man. Uh, executive producer, Big Ed. Uh, yes. The owner of the station, Lola. Yes. Bobby. Different ones went on and did all these. And Gene. Yes. Our buddy Gene that comes on right after us. had we. They gave us all these congratulations and... A pie. And a pie. A coconut. A coconut cream pie. pie. Yay! Thank you, Tommy. Yes, yes. It said Goyard on it, and it had a number six on it. Yes, because it, it was did. our sixth anniversary. Yes, it did. So tonight is the first night of our seventh year. Yes, it is. Hmm. We've been doing this a long time. I know. I've been putting up with... No, you've been putting up... Oh! oh yeah. You've been putting up with me for a long time mm-hmm. in here. Yeah, so the truth comes out. So anyway, uh, Tommy, that was great. We appreciate all your effort because we know you coordinated all that big celebration. Uh-oh. Yes, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. <laughs> we love you. You're just great. We love our engineer, Tommy. Yes, we do. So going into our seventh year starting tonight, how exciting and Facebook audience, and you did, you tag me. I always yes, ask I you did. that every week, right? You do. As and it's public, you. so they can search it by our hashtags, too. Okay. So we encourage you to share this show. We are getting a lot of views, but we can always like to get more because we want to help as many people as we can, right? That's the goal. It's always the goal. You know, and we all the time we've been doing this show, I, I just get more excited about this show all the time. I know, right? Do you understand really, what I'm saying? Really, I do. Yes. How do. Why do you understand that? I mean, what do you? How do you relate to that? You know, it's funny because. Oh, by the way, who are you anyway? Oh, I'm Doctor Angel. Oh, yeah, you're Doctor Angel. I'm Mama Mac. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. That's always we always have to check here. Even Tommy had to ask you last week who you were. He did. He, he did, did have to ask me who I was. He, I do have yes. identity crises from time to time, right. and I, I forget. Didn't you, Tommy? You had to ask her last week who she was. We don't ever. We can't remember. Just picking up on your lead. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tommy. Well, you know what? For me, like, I've always used, like, the themes. You know, before I had my private practice and I was working in agency work and I trained therapists and helped them on cases and I would look for themes of what's going on with people and what's going on in their world. And then we would talk about it and you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, like, that's a theme. Let's bring it out. Because a few people are struggling with it. A lot of people people probably are. are. And so it's been a great platform to help as many people as possible. It really has. Um, the name of the show is Go Yard, Hitting a Home Run in Life. But we're in baseball season, fortunately, and the Rays only have four games more to win to get in the playoffs. So we're just hoping that happens. But with that said, uh, it, it, we can't always hit home runs. No, we cannot always but hit home runs. But the whole goal is try not to strike out. That is the goal, to try not to strike it, out. That's a metaphor for our show. Do you want to explain that? Sure. I mean... You know, it's funny because we I were just talking about a baseball metaphor with our therapist last weekend when um, we hold supervision, and um, my supervi- one of the supervisors who co-supervises with me was talking about, do you know what it means to hit a 300 in baseball, right? right? And, like, everyone thinks, oh, that's a great, you know, they're a great player, they're making lots of money, like, they're the local hero, and he's like, that means that they hit three out of ten times are up to bat, which means seven out of ten times they're not. They're not. Right. Right. And I think in our in our minds, we think we're supposed to be, you know, everything we do, everything we touch, everything we go through, we should be hitting a base or hitting it out of the park. And Highly feel, successful. Right. And then we get discouraged yes. and frustrated when that's just not life. Well, you would think we planned this show because that... <laughs> 
I'm just sitting here in amazement because we just wing it for the most part, uh, folks. And that was a perfect way to introduce tonight's topic, wasn't it? It sure was. Did you give it any forethought? I did not. Of course not, because we don't give it any forethought. And really, back to how these shows come about, it is current events. And we have tried to make this show very, very relevant. In fact, this year, since COVID began, most of our shows have been COVID-related in In some some way. way, Because that's what we're all going through. And so tonight is really part five, I think, of pandemic fallout. (laughs) And I lost track. Uh, And last week wasn't that. But anyway, so here we are. Last week was about stress. That's part of pandemic fallout. Sure is. So tonight we want to talk about discouragement. And we want to talk about uh, that inability to be productive. What does that mean? Ooh, you know, I'm seeing a lot of this, too, lately. Um, It's kind of where we are feeling um, almost paralyzed and mobile. We we are lacking energy. We're feeling more discouraged than we are hopeful. And so we're not so willing to try. We're not getting results quick enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been a huge lack of motivation, really, if we boil it down. It really has. And so we get to a point where we're not like, I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like making my bed today. I don't feel like doing the laundry. I just had somebody tell me in some store where I was today, and I don't know why she told me this, but she said, you know, I've been having such a hard time getting my laundry done. It was in Publix. And I thought... That's odd to tell me, and I'm standing <laughs> here, but okay, I get it. She goes, There's just, it's just a hard time. She goes, I'm not motivated. And that's when I began to really, you know, take this whole concept over and over in my head and, and texted you about it because it, this is not just the cashier at Publix today, this is everywhere. It really is everywhere. And, and what's happening is because we're, Things are different. Things are changed. We're, we have faced so many obstacles in so many ways. Right. Um, you know, and this has been an individual experience, but in a community experience, but it's all, there's a uniqueness to how every person has experienced this. There really is, because some people are still working in their jobs. Other people don't have a job. Sure. Right. Um, and, and then working in your job could mean all kinds of different things, or having your kids schooling your kids like everything's completely different and where where you are there are uniquenesses to it and i think we still expect that we should be motivated and producing as we were pre-pandemic i do think we have that expectation of ourselves especially those of us who are motivated highly motivated people yeah right motivated for success and we really want to you know Keep keep moving on this train of yeah, got to do this, got to do that. Uh, you know, I thrive really well under being super busy, and so when I'm not as busy, then I've got to adjust my thinking mm-hmm. and accept my situation, which I've had to do, yes. and make good use of my time anyway in other things. Yes. We're not selling a lot of houses right now. We would if there were people that wanted to sell their home. We've got buyers, but it's it's hard right now. Yes. So it's a different thing for my real estate business. So, I mean, it's I sat today and wrote out a bunch of cards to old clients because I've got to stay busy, sure. right, in a productive way. Mm-hmm. But this is what we're hearing from a lot of people, that their motivation to be productive has gone down the drain someplace along the COVID express. It sure has. It, it really has. Um, and so there, a lot of people are starting to feel upset with themselves over it. Right. Um, they're not understanding, like, why is this happening to me? You know, and so I hear this a lot, especially in the counseling room, but even outside, we're just talking to people in public. And we got to back up a little bit. We have to, A, when we don't have that motivation, we have to kind of back up and give our, our brains and our bodies a little bit of rest. You know, that's hard for people. I'm going to say, for me personally, okay, I'll just make it personal, with being a pastor and being a full-time realtor and grandparent and all these other things, it is hard for me to cut myself slack and say, yeah, I'm just going to do nothing today, you know? That goes against the grain for me. But I realize that does not go against the grain for a lot of people. They've slumped into a time of getting used to 
uh, not being productive. like Or not and, having and, time expectations or like getting up and they're working from home instead of going to the office. So now they kind of just wear their sweats all day. Well, exactly. And, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had a friend stop by the house yesterday uh, and she said, oh, I dress like that all the time. And it was because it was my, yeah. My house You're pants. around the house. My house pants, yeah. Uh, so I think so. I think what we want to say tonight is don't beat yourself up if you are in a place right now that you're in a emotional slump. Yes. You know, don't, don't beat yourself beat up. Yourself up for quit, that. quit thinking you are the exception to the rule. No, more. A lot of people are struggling. They're not talking about the struggle, right. but the struggle is real. Um, and so part of what we need to do is kind of we have to give ourselves a little rest and downtime and give ourselves permission to do it. And I get it. I last Friday made my, myself stay in bed all day because I needed my body needed to rest. That was felt like torture to me. Yeah, But exactly. I needed to do it. And I did it. Right. But it was it was hard. It was felt like what's what's wrong my list has got a thousand things that i could be doing but wait if my body can't sustain what i'm doing then i'm not going to be doing anything and i think that's a a word of encouragement to our listeners and by the way and i want to go on with that point in a minute you can uh, put your comments your questions right in here in facebook type them in we'll try our best to answer those questions or you can call in and the number is 727-441-3000. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. I think this whole topic tonight, and I don't know what you want to call it, I guess. Oh, we have a lot of titles for it, but it's okay. We're dealing with discouragement. Discouragement, And yeah. lack of motivation, really. Right. That's really what we're talking about. And how we can be so uh, easily pulled into an area of... Uh, what's the word I want to talk about? Uh, feeling bad about it. Uh, I oh, mean, yes. shame, I guess. Shame. shame. Is that the word I'm looking for? You know, it kind of is. We are our loudest critic. Right. I mean, I usually think of shame, though, as something more drastically awful. But I but think we a lot of us, we can be embarrassed, but, but we can be ashamed can of how be. we're reacting, mm-hmm. right? We could feel like disappointed oh, I, in ourselves. I'm I'm tough. Why why am I struggling? It, or where's it, my? There you go. Usually my productivity by this time in the month is X Y Z, and exactly. now it's only this. Yeah. And we start to you know a lot of people are starting to reflect on their New Year's goals, and they're like, I haven't even touched any of them this year. Right. Yeah. Like I'm nowhere near where I yeah, wanted we, to be this just year. Got to throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's their measure of they start to get discouraged exactly. and then discouragement leads to lack of motivation. Right. You know, and a lot of things are way outside our control. And so one of, you know, when we're talking about motivation, it can be motivation for maybe people are hyper motivated for like work tasks or something they feel like they have more control on, but they're not motivated when it comes to maybe taking care of their household tasks or daily living tasks or paying their bills. I was talking to one person, like they've been working and working and working tons of hours, but they haven't paid their bills in three months and they're getting ready to have like things shut off on them. Not because they didn't have the money, because they have the motivation to deal with that. That's oh my gosh, that's scary huge. To them. That's huge. But I could put all my time and focus into this job task that I'm working on. Now, could that be? Because when I think of discouragement, I think of the root word courage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the opposite of that, I think, is fear. Yes. Okay. So I think the root of discouragement, you correct me if I'm wrong, you're the professional here. I'm just the one who tells you you are. Yes. Uh, the root word is probably fear. Yes. Fear. Fear Fear. comes into lack of motivation. So if you are working hard and you're just not paying your bills, maybe it's an attitude of, well, you know, they're going to cut everybody slack. I'll get around to that when I feel like it. And there's no getting around to it. Could be. I mean, mean, there's a lot. For this person, it wasn't a laissez-faire attitude. It was just they that was something they felt they didn't have as much the control. They felt very productive and good about themselves with their work tasks. But that stuff felt like it didn't make them feel good about themselves. It made them feel fearful, worried, concerned, anxious. So they don't even want, they avoided it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, because we do have compartments, especially Mm -hmm. in a year of of a pandemic, where we have work responsibilities, we have childcare responsibilities, if you have kids at home, Uh, we have whatever other responsibilities, parents or whatever you have that, you know, whatever. So those sometimes 
Instead, when we're busy and productive, I think we manage to somehow squeeze all that in. Sure, we do. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got to run here and pick this up prescription from my mom and drop it off. Or I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And we're so busy, it becomes part of that busy day. But if you're sitting around in your PJs all day long, <laughs> it's a bigger task to get out and go pick up the prescription. Well, not only that, but, you know, everything starts to... When we're dealing with the kinds of pressures, stresses, I mean... The layers of stress that's in our society right now, it's it's not just pandemic. It's not, oh, that's huge, It's but it's not just that. It's politio, political, it's you oh, know, social, it's social justice. There's so many layers. There's wildfires and massive, you know, hurricanes. Storms, and yeah. like, there's so much happening, so many layers of it. And I think some people that don't turn on their TV may not know how much is really going on. Well, you know, that's true. And I wish more people did not turn on their TV. Right. And it was funny because I got a phone call from my sister this week. And she's like, I went to the doctor and he told me I'm not allowed to be on the news or social media because it's making me too anxious. Hmm. I'm like, okay, then turn off your news and social media. You know, sister's been telling her that for a long time, but that doesn't count. The doctor has to tell her. Right, right. But but a lot of people need to turn that off because we're we're feeding all of this. That anxiety. Doom, gloom, fear, worry, unknown. And then we wonder why, like, just getting our laundry done feels overwhelming. Now, if you're the type of person that can compartmentalize that, you want to define that? Sure. So um, compartmentalizers, it's a blessing and a curse. I will give it to you in both ways. But they're the kind of people who, I guess the best way to define that is they kind of have, they have files in their brain. It's like a file cabinet. And so they keep their feelings, thoughts, and everything going on with each situation in the file folder drawer labeled and organized. And they can close that drawer and focus here and not think about what's in that other part of the file. Do you really think people do that? I do. Hmm. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a blessing and a curse. Hmm. Okay. Why do you ask that? Because I do that. Okay. For In some ways. Not mm-hmm. all the time. Not in every area of my life by any means. But I'm able to just put that problem over there and I'll deal, deal with right. that later. It's labeled. It's in the file. But you know it, it's not going but anywhere. It, but, but I deal with it. Right. You know, and I have paperwork to back it up right on my desk, so I'm seeing it, and I've got a list, and I'm staying organized. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I, I've gotten to this point in life where I don't stress over that. I'll get to that, and when I do it, I'll deal with the problem, right? Exactly. That's a good way of handling, I think, really. But it's taken me a while to get there. Well, and in, in, in compartmentalize, so I, it's a rare thing that people can truly compartmentalize. A lot of times when we file things, most people think they've compartmentalized, and their feelings are still bleeding through it, and it's okay. they're carrying sure. it. But not every. Some people are very, very good at compartmentalizing. Um, but a lot of people can't do that because it, it starts to stack up. Maybe they can do it in smaller doses of things going on. But now we're stacking up to over their compartmentalizing or that that's just not how they process information and take things in. And so yeah. um, and here's the thing. There's no right or wrong way of how mm-hmm. we process and take right. things in. But it's still going to impact us in some ways. And so this lack of motivation, I think, really is starting to show its ugly little face very, very loud. I mean, if I had to pick a theme for counseling the last few weeks, this is the theme. This is the theme? This is the theme. So what are they saying? Something like, I don't feel like... Finish the sentence. Whatever. I mean, it can be as drastic as I'm struggling even getting in the shower every day. Okay. To I'm, you know, all kinds of stuff. You fill in the blank. It can be uh, spending time with their kids or helping their kids with school. It can be dealing with uh, unemployment or trying to apply for a job or taking care of the grocery shopping or paying the bills, whatever. It could be anything. Okay. So let's let's get go down deeper in that problem. So. It's acknowledged, don't feel like doing this, don't feel like doing that, I'm not motivated to do this. So what's the root of not being motivated? Well, I think a lot of the root of lack of motivation happens when A, overwhelm starts to sink in. Overwhelm, okay. What else? I think it happens when we start start feeling like we're failing in some way. I think I've heard that word in yeah. the counseling room a lot in the last couple of weeks that, you know, I'm, I'm failing, I'm failing, mm-hmm. or I'm not seeing enough fruits for my labor. Right. 
like I'm doing all this stuff and I don't have anything to show for it. Okay. Um, I think that leads to this lack of motivation. Um, I mean, I think at the root, we talked about fear. Um, definitely kind of starting to feel those feelings of some depression can lead to right. that lack oh. of motivation oh, for I sure. I think it definitely does. I think depression does have a big thing to do with this. Yeah. Um, anxiety for sure can lead to yeah. lack of motivation. Which goes back to the fear issue. I think anxiety is a big part of it. Um, and a lot of people that have serious problems with anxiety then also get into panic sometimes, right? Oh, sure, sure. And, you know, so some of these kind of start feeding on each other, too. So, like, when I'm starting to feel anxious about things and I'm probably not sleeping well, which means I probably don't have the energy, which is going to decrease my motivation even more. Exactly. It all feeds together. So it's on this loop. Right. And they're like, what do I do to stop it? And we have to go back all the way to baby stepping this to stop this loop. And I, and, and literally breaking it down to small things to help pull back in our motivation. Baby stepping it back. Okay. Oh, so, yes. So the person comes in and says, I don't have any motivation. I'm not paying my bills, although I could, but I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. How do you begin to work with that type of a scenario? So I start taking it back to just the basic things I we need to know. How are you sleeping? How are you, what are you eating? Okay. I go all the way back to let's start there. Okay. Um, have you been to the doctor? Do we have any physical ailments going on that could be hindering your motivation? Things like thyroid glands and hormones out of place can definitely hinder sure. our motivation. And we can put all the psychological mental health help we want in the world, but if we have physiological stuff. So that's doing the first that. place to start. Absolutely. Those are the first places to okay, start. Okay. So I read an article yesterday and it was talking about starting the day with water. Okay. And I've been doing that for a year or two, a bottle or two of water first thing in the morning. And it was talking about the benefits of that hydration, just mm -hmm. beginning to hydrate your body, you know, because you've been asleep. You've been, you know, you've not been eating or drinking for several hours. And so you're saying that simple things like that and what you put in your body, what you eat. What you eat, Instead yes. of a donut, you're eating oatmeal. Right. Or... Getting your vitamins and nutrition, like what's going on. You You're can have an egg. Right. You know? I mean, and looking at if you haven't been to the doctor in the last, you know, three months, you know, go have your blood levels checked. Exactly. Is your do you have the right vitamins? Because people right. have been eating all kinds of stuff through this. Um, in fact, Anthony came home. My oldest son came home and he had his blood checked. And he's like, Mom, I'm deficient in vitamin D. I don't know how that happens. I work out in the sun all day. Vitamin D is an important vitamin that can. Extremely important impact our motivation it can Extremely. impact all kinds of stuff i was just getting to that point the next thing this article <laughs> was reading your brain sorry. you are you are we're two vitamins that are essential here and one of them is d and one of them is c yep those are two and b the b's those c's the d's those well, are all very important yeah, yeah too yeah very important for right our body so just having that checked are your a1c those are important we need to know what some of those things are to make sure there's not something medically that needs to be taken care of so health check and we're going to come back in just a minute and we're so glad you're joining us tonight on go yard tell some people about our show and please share these uh facebook shows and uh we'll get the word out about go yard in the seventh year on the ocean Sending big waves into motion Like how a single word can make a heart open I might only have one match, but I can make an explosion Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, 
self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees, including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Talk Radio Network. Yes, you do. So don't give up. We are talking about pandemic fallout tonight in the area of lack of motivation, discouragement in the whole year of COVID. Uh, We are on Facebook Live. We've had a few people now beginning to write some things. And so we encourage you, write a question, write a comment. We're going to get to this comment in just a moment. And uh, or you can call in 727-441-3000. One of the things we want to do this year and was a goal this year, we just haven't been able to do it with COVID, was to get this show out there more to people and get more help. Uh, People, you know, tweet. sharing it, all those things, and get more people helped in these areas. That's what this show's all about. It's it's not just for two or three people, right? Oh, absolutely not. No, getting, the, getting this message out, I think it's really vital. It's important. People need to hear it. Right. And you are a Ph.D. licensed mental health counselor, and you're in practice for yourself uh, about a little over a year now and doing extremely well. Yes. Yes. Very, 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 <laughs> very well. Very well. Uh, you can go to drangelsdevelopment.com and find out everything about her. And uh, you can actually schedule appointments that way also. And uh, so we encourage you to do that. Um, so back to this discussion we're having tonight. And we're still on pandemic fallout because there's so much fallout from this there's pandemic, so including much. some people's hairs probably falling out. You know, actually, that's literally true. (laughs) That's literally true, right? Yes. Yes. But there is so much fallout in the area of things we've been talking about as far as lack of motivation to better your situation or to even just clean your house or do your laundry or, you know, make a phone call to someone or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's an awful lot of lack of motivation. We've begun to talk about discouragement and we're going to bring in depression um, and anxiety. But let's let's get that comment there from uh, someone who has just written in. Sure. Um, It says I'm a procrastinator and that gets me into the mode of discouragement. What can I do to motivate myself to do things on time? Good question. Procrastination definitely is one of those things that hold us back from getting things done that we need to get done. Why um, do people procrastinate? And for people who go, what does that word mean? It means putting things off. Putting Just things putting off. It off. Putting it off. Yes, it's um in Scarlet the words of Scarlett O'Hara. Tomorrow is another day. Another you know, day. it's tomorrow Scarlett syndrome. Yes. And we know that tomorrow never comes. Mañana. Mañana. <laughs> 
Yes. So, um, but usually things that we procrastinate on are things that we find either challenging to do, difficult to do, we don't like to do. Or we're afraid to do or it. Or we're ner- worried or anxious about doing. Absolutely. Right. So what makes people procrastinate? I think it's just pushing things off and and sometimes they procrastinate because they let themselves uh we call it shiny object syndrome where something yeah. comes in and, and gets their attention right now and they go that way and they're procrastinating things they need to do because they're following like little rabbit trails of distractions that keep distractions, coming in yeah um, lots of shiny object syndrome you know, oh a friend calls up and now they have a problem so that's more you know i'm going to deal with that instead of you know paying this bill online or dealing with my kid's teacher or whatever it is that we're procrastinating what do you say to a procrastinator i okay so i say to a procrastinator and we've said said this many times do those things first yes that we do you say that push off. i do that with real estate the thing the hardest things of the day i do first the things i'm dreading most like if i have to bad news to a client do it done first get it done first that's how i live well and here's the thing so if you have a lot of things that you're finding yourself procrastinating on you're not you're not going to get caught up in a day or two either so like make a list of like here are the things i'm procrastinating on and i've been working with people to do this and make this list and then label them in priority one the things that you know need to be done within two days two things that can wait a week three things that need to be finished by the end of the month whatever and then do two or three of those things each day First right. thing in the morning. I love to make check marks on the th- all my lists. I mean, I just love. I do yes. it in a different color pen. Yes. And I can see that, ah, oh, I got that done. I got that done. It's a sense of accomplishment. I've done it for years, and it works for me. It's very helpful. And so, especially when it's all these tasks we're procrastinating, because what happens is they're compiling up, usually, on right. us. And they're overwhelming. Now we're, our, we're really stressed, and we don't want to think about everything we are procrastinating against, because it's a mountain. Yeah. So let's take the mountain. Break it up, make it make sense, prioritize the mountain. And there's and a word you've used. Chunking. Chunk it. Yes. And, you know, I was literally it. on a session this week, and, and they did that. They made their list. They prioritized it. They used one, two, three, you know, a, a numbering system of what, what the importance. And I'm like, okay, so two things off of the number one list needs to happen every day this week. First thing, right. you're going to get up at a certain time. You pick that time, but that's your wake up time. Yeah. So when would you get up if you had to go to work? Eight, you know, okay, eight o'clock's your wake up time. So then you're going to take your shower if you usually do or get your hair, get get dressed. And then at that point, you have two of those tasks to do today. Do those two tasks. Right. Right away. Right away. And then whatever else happens in the day, it happens in the day. But that's how we get out of that mode. And then we feel better about ourselves, too, because we can be relaxed talking to somebody later on in the day, knowing we've gotten those priorities done already. We know we're working on that list. We know it's written down so we don't have to keep hanging on to it in our head. We can let it go. Writing it down is vital. It is vital. It is. Isn't it? I mean, you you feel that way because I do. From okay, years so of- have you not been in my office in the last week? I literally have like notepads and stickies of I've been writing everything down because first of all we have a lot of stress and a lot of things going on yes we can't hang on to that information right and then we forget things that are important so I've been using color-coded systems to make sure everything's written down so that I can make sure it's addressed I like stickies because then I can throw them away when it's taken I care do the of. same thing and I love it because <laughs> I love throwing them away yes and I can just okay that's taken care of I can throw that away I don't have to keep trying to hang on to it for days at a time and the person that's home in the house and doesn't have a job, you say, well, how does that apply to me? It applies. Dust the living room. Right. Put it out. Run the sweeper in the family room. Put, Put it, down. it down. I mean, you feel good about that. Not only that's a great way, like with kids, because I, I used to do it with my kids. They had a chore list on, on their bedroom door, you know, with yes. a whiteboard, a little tiny whiteboard, you know, and they got to check it off. So they've learned that clear back when they were kids. Your kids do the same thing. You used to sign projects. I know we've talked about this mm-hmm. when your boys were younger. Absolutely. And that is a sense of accomplishment. We as humans need a sense of accomplishment that we did something. We 
concluded something, right? We do. And see, when we get that sense of accomplishment, it's releasing those good hormones in our brain that oh, help us back feel, to hormones. Oh, it's back to our brain. And we're back. It's releasing those hormones of success. And then we want more of it. So we're willing to make the next step the next day. And so we start that little momentum happening. It does feel good. I had one of those days today and my list was shut and it was like run all over here, do this, do that, go there, go there. And when I pulled back in the driveway after two or three hours of this, there was a real sense of accomplishment. I got things done I'd been putting off. A few little things. Get dog food. You know. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know, all the little things. You go, I'll get it later. Oh, we're down to the last can. All right. We're going What's to later get... now. Later's now. <laughs> so we're getting dog food, right? And so those kinds of things. And it does make you feel better because I had that sense of accomplishment when I pulled back in the driveway. Absolutely. You know, I'll tell you another trick because I've been telling a lot of people. Um, some So finding a way, things that you find either A, that you're procrastinating or B, that you just don't have a lot of motivation to do. Is there an easier way to get that task done? So believe it or not, one of the things I've heard in the counseling room has been grocery shopping has been overwhelming to a lot of people right now. And so I'm like, wait a minute, there are easier ways you can do that. Like you can go on an app for one store and you can literally pick everything from your kitchen so you can see if you have it and then pick a time to go pick it up. They shop and put it, you pull up, they put it in your car and you're out the door. It's wonderful. Like it doesn't have, like that's such an easier way of doing it, right? My oh kids my gosh. do that. I don't do that, but I my do. kids do. I've well, been doing it. I don't it. need much, it seems like, for one person. <laughs> I've right? been doing it because I had. I don't have the time. You know, that's you have great. to go get it and then you have to bag it and then you have to, you know, it's too much handling. I'm too busy right now. And I always that's know great. that I'm not buying something I don't need. Right. And I'm not missing something I do need. So you probably buy less and you probably yes. buy more accurately more accurately and it's quicker like literally great pointer great great pointer it's great so finding ways to do those things in an easier way and right now COVID, one of the positives from COVID and all this is that we have gotten used to, we're, we're learning new ways of doing things we that are. we used to do. Yeah. And a lot of these ways are much easier for us right. to get that task done. Okay, so let's go back to sleep because we've said that one of the main things that we need to do in order to be able to stay more motivated is to get proper sleep yes. and health. So right before the break, we talked about go to your doctor, get lab work done, whatever you need to do. So that's one suggestion, folks. Another one is figure out why you're not sleeping well sometimes you're watching something before you go to sleep that 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 movie or whatever plays over and over in your head right yes. uh there's there's uh, apps that of calming music yes. there's uh little things where you can put on the sound of rain or something there are there are tools that people can so use so many tools so many free tools right um, you know sleep hygiene is really important making sure that you're sleep not hygiene we call it sleep hygiene so hi, that it means not that you're going to bed clean because that's what i get when i bring it up but it i means mean that's that a good have, idea too well it is a good idea but it's having good habits before we go to bed that help promote a healthy sleep okay so things like a not having caffeine late in the day yeah not eating late after you know not eating too close to bed turning off computers and blue lights within two hours of within bed within two hours trying yes. to go to bed the same time every night yes. trying to wake up the same time dumping your brain of all the thoughts before you go to bed and then explain that oh yes keep the notebook in fact i'm getting ready to order a whole bunch of these they are going to be my business giveaway notebooks so people can brain dump because if you're hanging on <laughs> they do they need to do it so that's great that's a cool a idea thanks brain dumping i had that I idea like today that, that was my a, revelation it's a great idea it's good. is it going to say dr angel's development oh it sure will and it'll it will probably be purple, be purple. purple. <laughs> all right so i know that this this person who just wrote will want one of those <laughs> so you know keeping a little notebook or journal by your bed um where you just write anything that your brain's been thinking of things you have to do tomorrow things that you forgot to do today things that you don't want to forget those things that kind of go around in the little hamster wheel in your mind all night, right. write them down. Get them out of your brain so your brain can let them go so you can go to sleep. Yes. Because they're on paper and you can go back and visit it the next day. You don't have to hang on to it. And I know that there might be some listeners who are not um, quote-unquote spiritual people, but I really think praying before you go to sleep helps a lot too. When you're giving things away to God, here it is. And, and, you know, help me tomorrow, you know, or wake up and start your day with just a simple, you know, nothing fancy. God, help me today. Help this be a productive day. Lean on God for your help. So I just throw that in. Yeah, As throw a pastor, that in. I throw that in. Yes, you do. Okay. 
But no, so, and then trying to wake up the same time every day yeah, and having helps. those routines, like your body starts to get in that cycle. So I know we talked a few shows about like trying not to uh, alternate your go bedtime by more than two hours and your wake time by more than two hours. So it really helps your body um, function its best and get the best sleep that it can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are really good things. Okay. So one of the things that I think that during this COVID thing that we, a lot of people have begun to experience, it is another word for discouragement in a way, but it's depression. In a way, I think it's worse than discouragement. Yes. Discouragement is kind of on the brink of it's getting bad. You know, I'm feeling like, uh, you know, but when you're getting into depression, would you discuss that briefly? Sure. I mean, um, depression definitely is um, more severe than just discouragement, but depression is literally where chemicals in our brain aren't firing the way that they need to be firing we're right. literally feeling depressed is such a good way of kind of describing how you feel you really feel pressure like pushed on pressure you. is on you yeah. and you're pressed down right. pressed down um you can't really see a lot of good things happening you start feeling like everything is overwhelming or sad or you start to pull away and isolate like those are those symptoms of depression and that that's where yep. you're getting into trouble yeah, so those out there that are, maybe you know you're a step further than discouragement, and that would mean you're having those symptoms that could easily propel you into depression. That's when you really need to take a look at all this and get Absolutely. some help. Get and, some help. And, yes, and, and do get some help because... It's tough what's happening right now. It's extremely hard. And, and if anybody minimize, minimizes it, that's not appropriate because it's very hard. No, it is very hard. I will tell you, I think there's a lot of embarrassment from people who are struggling, almost like I shouldn't be struggling, but I am. And there's no embarrassment by it. It's okay to be struggling. Like our bodies are, we're humans. We're going to experience all kinds of feelings. We're, we're taking in experiences we've never had to deal with on the level we're having to deal with. We don't have a way to, you know, make this happen. We have so many things still unknown in our lives and in the world and in our culture and in the United States. Like it's okay to need to get some help. And f what you, life was a year ago right now is so far from what it is now. It really is. I mean, we are in a place where routine is not that easy to come by because there's all these changes all the time medically. Uh, but, I mean, the thing we do know, and and we really need to say that people need to do their part to wear masks when they're out. Sure, yes. Uh, I mean, that's something you can do. And I think part of what is depressing, discouraging in this whole pandemic is that we feel like we can't do much to make it better. You know, the whole of what's happening. Sure. You know, now all we can do is is take care of our own little world. Right. That is what we can do. That's where our power lies. That so. is. And that's what really the purpose of the show is. What can you do in your little world to fight the discouragement, to get your motivation going again? Yes. Right? And so like some of the things we can kind of look at to help overcome the discouragement too i think is looking back to where we where we were in the beginning of this pandemic and what we were experiencing and how we felt and are we handling things better now like where are we at now compared to where we were there and mentally and emotionally and because we are growing through this. We, we just can't see us growing through this. And i think for a, the first two or three months, well for when it was first announced, we thought we would you know, kind of be home for two weeks, which now several months into it is not the case. But I think there was a shock, just kind of a shock uh, on on this nation, probably around the world, of the the life changes that we were having to experience. Sure. And shock kind of took us out of our routines. And so we've gradually, a lot of people have gradually sunk into a lack of motivation. That's what I we see. We have, we have. You know, I think we don't in, see the change happening. We do back not to see normal, the change. And right? it's funny because as I have people coming in, there's some people I've had through the whole process here, and I'm 
watching and like they're coming in and feeling really discouraged and down and defeated and like I'm hitting my head against the wall and I'm working and working I'm getting nowhere but I have seen so much growth in them that I have to go back and say wait a minute look at how you solve this look at how you solve that look at what your perspective is on and that like that's what we need to be highlight that on. to them yes and that's where journaling comes in really good if you can look and see your progress you know, and yes. and write down things. Go ahead. You know, because in the beginning of this, um, I know we only have a few minutes. In the beginning of this, we all kind of paused our life to think we were going to survive a temporary thing. Yeah, by summer, everything would be back to normal. We weren't going to be able to, we had to start moving. Um, and then it was, how do we live life with all this going on? And so now we're kind of at this point of, we got to get to how we can we thrive in our life with all this uncontrollable you know, stuff happening. That's a really good point because I think part of the lack of motivation is we've been thinking that we're just around the corner to it all being over and it's not going to be not. like that. And, and you know, and I'll just share a really silly personal story, but in the uh, I guess it was late spring, we uh, booked a cruise. We booked a big family cruise, four generations of my family going on a cruise and for November and we were all excited. We're like, surely this will be over by then. Yeah, well, last night we got our little letter that our, our cruise was canceled that's discouraging it's very hard that you know something you really for look somebody forward who to. goes on four or five cruises a year <laughs> and i've only been on one this year it's really but hard it, for it your really family yeah i know really yeah, that's sad hard. and would our family even ever get this opportunity to put four generations on on a vacation together again probably not i don't know so yeah there's a lot of loss in that so yeah, it's that's hard. the norm we're living in right, right now. So, you know, that letdown, you look forward to something great. So you, it's not there. The, the, the bubble burst. Again. The bubble burst again. Again. And so we, we are getting to a point where we are almost expecting things aren't going to work out well. And there's so why, why we lose try. our motivation. So, right. So yep. why try? Because it's not going to be good. It is probably it's just not going to be good. Yes, right? it's not going to happen anyway. It's never, this isn't going to work out. Like We're feeling that way because so many things we've tried, it didn't work out. Or it's not working the way we and thought. And especially when we made plans like that from January to November, you would think everything would be okay by November. You would think everything would have been fine. And, and they're canceling. Surely we have to. And they didn't just cancel out November. I mean, they canceled several of their boats through March, some through June of next year. Wow. So, yeah, so we're talking like a long, you know, a lot. And there's a lot of people impacted by that. And so, um, yeah, and but we can't let that steal our motivation. What can what else can we do? Like that was the next words out of my mouth. I'm calling up family members. Is there something else we can do? Is there something else, you know, we can we could go and play a cabin in the woods or whatever. Something, but yeah. we, we have to keep be, find that motivation to go forward. We just have to get more flexible with it. Right. That flexibility has to be there. So I hear through this show right now, you can't give up. You can't give up and give in to what would be um, a slippery slide from discouragement to depression to just laying in bed. True. True. You, you can't because that's a slippery slope. It's a very slippery slope. And once you get there, it's very, very hard to get back out. Right. And so it's a matter of get your journal, go buy a journal, go somewhere and get a journal, start writing, start making your lists. That's what I hear and you saying. And prioritize those tasks. Prioritize your lists. Go back over that again. Yeah. So make your list and of the things you, you need to get done or you're procrastinating on, prioritize it by things. Number one, things that need to happen this week. You know, number two, things that need to happen in a couple weeks. Number three, things that need to happen by the end of the month or the end of next month. Whatever works for what your things are. And then do two of those things each day based exactly. on that priority. Exactly. Don't just give up and don't just stay in your sweatpants all the time. And I like your idea of getting up at a set time every day, mm -hmm. going to bed around the same time at night. Yes. Get dressed every day. I, I literally had someone show up to a session at like four in the afternoon in their pajamas I'm like you need to go get dressed right now right right take showers right do your laundry do those things you know to do at night turn your screens off a couple hours before you go to yes. bed I have read that over and over again that screen that blue light whatever it is you need to turn your screens off right? turn them off get off social media limit your exposure to the news find things that are hopeful and ha happy for you 
Give yourself a break and some time. Feed feed you. Feed your feed soul. You. Feed what makes you feel good. Right. Exactly. And because why not? I mean, we have so much to live for. We're not dying. We're not going. I mean, yes, there have been an awful lot of death. There, there has been. And that can get to people. Really. Sure. But you do, that's why I mentioned earlier. You wear your mask. You do your part. You know, you do the possible. You do the you do what you can do. And. Um, and then we'll all get out of this sooner. You know, it's going to turn the corner. Um, so in this whole thing that we've been doing this year, we did like 14 shows of coping with the COVID calamity. Those are here on podcast. You can go here, tantalknetwork.com, go to podcast, go to Go Yard. There's like 14 shows there. Then we did some other shows on COVID. And then we've and had... Coping with change. Coping with change, right? We did those. And then we did pandemic fallout. There's four or five or six of those. We're going to shift gears next week a little bit for at least for a couple weeks. We're going to continue to stay relevant mm-hmm. but my very very good friend one of my very best friends in the whole world is a licensed mental health counselor from sarasota her name is deborah poor and she has just written her second book her first book was peace at any price which is an excellent book by the way on amazon this book is beyond reason how to cope with difficult loved ones how to handle difficult loved ones so we're going to talk about interpersonal relationships Sounds for the like next few weeks um i just decided that. <laughs> i like that I, i'm agreement with that okay and it's gonna it's gonna tick off next week or start off next week with deborah poor being right here in the studio with us for the show and she'll be talking about her book and why she wrote this book and how it can help you and it's on amazon very reasonably priced I think it's like twelve dollars or something. Oh, I'm so. excited to read it. I have to go sit on infusions tomorrow, and oh, I'm taking the, the book, book with You're me, and I'm going to read it while I'm there. Well, good because Mark things that we want to talk I to will. her about, right? So that's next Thursday night, uh, six p.m. Tell people about it. We're going to have Deborah right here in the studio with us, one of my very best friends, um, and because in through this pandemic, uh, I think relationships have been uh, maybe brought to the surface in some ways issues in relationships maybe things in the past we're having more time we're dwelling on things from the past or maybe we're finding it's more difficult to get along with people around us or people we live with so we're going to tackle some of that i am excited so why don't you give us a a wrap-up doctor of tonight sure wow wrap it all up so if you are finding yourself you know struggling with motivation struggling with discouragement i want to encourage you that you can get through this Just give yourself some time and patience. Uh, Stop that critical self-talk. Stop defeating yourself before you get started. Take replace I can't to what can I do today? Like if you just take that phrase and change it, you'll find more motivation. Baby steps, prioritize things, do the things first that are you want to procrastinate on and do a couple things at a time. Within a week, if you did two tasks every day, in a week you'll have 14 tasks done. That's right. a lot of tasks. Yeah, and you'll and, feel and, like and then chunk you, it. You're chunking it and give your be patient with yourself and with your family members. And maybe if there's something you really want to do, like take a drive or do something, uh, make sure give make that a reward for yourself, right? Yeah. Do four or five things on your list or three things on your list and go do something fun. Yes. And you know, and if tasks that are there's an easier way to do a difficult task, find go start using the easier methods to get those things done. If you're the person that went and paid all your bills in person and drove all over the county, you know what? You can do those online these days. Like sure. look for the easier ways to do things boy great suggestions would you please share this show with others would you please join us next thursday night at 606 p.m for go yard we're in our seventh year and our very special guest is deborah poor licensed mental health counselor from sarasota and we're looking forward to that show with her and her new book so tune in next week call some friends have them join us and as always we'll be on facebook live you can ask questions next week and or you can call in. Sounds like a plan. I'm excited. Uh, so, I'm Mama Mac, but I'm not sure who you are. I don't are. know who I am. Tommy uh, doesn't know who you are. He <laughs> just sits in there befuddled. I don't know who she who is. Who is that girl she in there? She just wandered in here. What, who are you? I'm Dr. Angel. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
and this is Go Yard, and we love doing this show. And now in our seventh year, and thank you all those who congratulated us on the six years. Yeah. That was great. WTAM, See you next week. Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City. FM 102.3. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.